So hi everyone, welcome to the Anenco podcast. My name is Sam Davidson and I'm the Director of Operations here at Anenco. Well, we're living in a strange new world with the two of us broadcasting remotely rather than the Anenco mothership in Lytham. Myself from the mighty Roman city of Chester and Stuart, our Head of Procurement from the Costa del Southport. So despite all the obvious challenges, Stu, what's been the best thing that you've seen come out of the new way of working and living? You know, for me, it's things like a better working life balance, a more relaxed way of life, things like avoiding traffic jams and it being less busy out there, whilst also, you know, still trying to remain productive. But, you know, how about you? I agree with you, Sam. I think the work-life balance is really important. What's really impressed me is the way that we've all managed to adapt to this new way of working. We've we found better uh, ways to go about things. What seems to cause a disproportionate level of challenge for the clients? Why, why do you think that is, Stu? I think water has always been the difficult utility. There are lots of suppliers. There are different charging structures. The Industry seems to have invoicing problems all over the place. There's a tendency for suppliers to issue debt and disconnections. Um, and I think all this builds together to form a real challenge for our clients. Right, okay. And, and why has that been important? You know, what has the impact been? I think for me, when I talk to the clients, it's the administrative and management burden that water causes. This is the real biggie. Um, the amount of time they have to deploy into getting things right just isn't acceptable to them. They've got uncertainty on cost, consumption, and for those that have got multi-sites, such as retailers, at the back of their mind, there's always that threat that they may get a disconnected shop. Right, okay, and as, you know, as someone who's had you know, 20, 25 years experience in the industry, has been through kind of market deregulation, lots of market changes, you know, more recently the deregulation of the water market. What are the main things that you think would take the hassle away and make the process more efficient? You had to bring my age up, didn't you, Sam? <laughs> um, so I think the thing for me is our clients are saying to us they want a single supplier. They don't want to deal with lots and lots of suppliers. They want to get a bill every month on time and accurate. When they pay the bill, they want the payments to be allocated correctly. They don't want um, misallocations that are leading to debt and disconnections. So that, that's the basics for them. And once they've got the basics right, they want to start to get hold of good quality data that can support efficiency uh, initiatives. And on top of that, what they really want is good quality customer service. So I think we're all realistic. It's a complex industry, and things won't always go right first time. But what we do need is when something does go wrong, the supplier is able to fix it and to explain it. And that's what's lacking at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the customer service thing is really is really quite critical. You know, Enenco, and I've kind of, I'm part of Enenco now, but I've not always been, but I've always kind of looked in, in, in admiration, really, at Enenco from the outside for many years. Um, and Enenco, to me, has always been a company which has been a bit of a trailblazer, a real kind of innovator. So, you know, in your view, you know, what are Enenco um, doing differently to the rest of the market? I think the, where people have gone wrong is they've approached this on the cheapest price wins, as we know, cheapest price doesn't equal best service. So 
when you add the management time and the admin time behind dealing with the problems caused by picking the cheapest supplier, it actually means they end up being uh, probably the most expensive supplier. So our approach is to pick the right blend between a good price and a good quality service. Yeah, I mean, ch cheapest just isn't always better, is it? And, you know, ultimately, sometimes you just get what you pay for. You know, so how have we gone about selecting our supply partners so that we have the right kind of balance between, you know, the cost and also servicing, which is so critical? Yeah, I, I think your point there is really good about cheapest isn't always best. And you mentioned my 20 odd years and my age before. Um, and if I look back through what happens in the gas and electricity industry, we saw numerous examples of how the cheapest electricity supplier turned out to be the worst possible decision uh, that, that the client made. So we, we've tried to learn from our experiences and to uh, approach this in, in a different way. So what we've done is as, as we always do when we're selecting suppliers, we put together uh, a robust tender and we've gone out to market uh, and we've stated to the market, to all the water suppliers, what our minimum requirements are in terms of client service. So that focuses on invoice accuracy, it focuses on their debt and disconnection, it fo focuses on their data provision. Um, and, and we spelled out what we and our clients need and what the minimum service levels are. And actually, when you look at the results of the tender, very few suppliers were able to commit to providing that kind of core level of service. Um, and, you know, quite, quite, quite worrying in itself. But we also asked them to evidence it. So, as we'll all know, when people submit tenders, uh, you can promise uh, the world, but you don't always need to deliver it. So we've been really careful to make sure that for every promise a supplier has made, we've evidenced it to make sure that they can follow through on it. We've also not taken our eye off the price side of it as well. So yes, it's great if we can line uh, a client up with the right supplier in terms of customer service, but it's also got to be at the right price. Whereas we've said, you can't just place with the cheapest. Equally, you can't just place with the most expensive as well. Um, so it, it, it's it's that right blend again. It's it's the right service at the right price, and that's the different approach that we've taken, and we believe is the right approach and will be the best approach for our clients. So, you love the detail. I know you love the detail. But elevator pitch pressures on what the you know two or three advantages that our approach are going to bring for our customers. Thanks for the pressure. <laughs> We're going to deliver you the good market price, but for that good market price, we're going to take the hassle factor away. You'll get accurate invoices on time, good consumption data that helps with efficiency. If there are any problems, the supplier will be able to resolve them for you. Great. So, I guess turning the tables round a bit, uh, I look after procurement, but you're uh, a kind of solutions specialist. What other opportunities do you think that better billing data would unlock for our clients? Well, you know, ultimately you can't manage what you don't measure, and measuring is pointless if the data's wrong. 
So, you know, the reality is we now live in this fantastic new world where we've got some really cool tech where we can measure stuff accurately using water AMR, for instance. So, so why wouldn't we? And if we can do that, then measuring has opened up a whole world of opportunities. If we can measure the data accurately, then we're, we can then visualize the data accurately as well, which enables us then to analyze um, spotting out of hours consumption, for instance, understanding the base load of consumption better so we can spot things like leaky taps, continuously cycling toilets, but we can also then monitor and check to see how making interventions at the building, like putting tap diffusers on, for instance, to you know, limit the flow, which will reduce consumption, can, can then benefit and then we can translate that into cost. But, you know, directly, you know, better billing data also enables us to spot things on the bill that you pay for as part of standing charges. So things like trade effluent, surface drainage, you know, these are charges that not everybody should be paying for, but typically most people are. So what we do is things like forensic billing analysis, and if we spot something, we can actually claim back six years with a lot of people don't know, but that forensic billing analysis ultimately enables you know you, the customer, to only pay for what you're meant to be paying for, only paying for what you're, what you're using. I guess water can also play a part in adopting a more holistic approach to environment towards sustainability as well. Yeah, it definitely can. I mean, you know, there is a carbon footprint to water usage and, um, you know, water is a, a resource just like everything else that we should look to conserve. So, you know, our environmental sustainability um, initiatives are all about kind of, you know, using less energy but and using less waste, but also about using less water. So just like we measure uh, energy consumption, just like we measure kind of, you know, waste consumption, we should also be measuring and managing monitoring, tracking, and validating the water consumption so that we can put initiatives around conserving water better. Yeah, um, that, that sounds really good. So I guess, it, you know, we've had our clients listening to this. How would they, and if this strikes a chord with them, how would they go about implementing this? What would the steps be that they'd need to take? Yeah, so we've piqued your interest and, um, you know, we've only really been scratching the surface here. And the best thing to do is the first port of call is get in touch with your account manager. Your account manager will understand exactly what we can do for you when we're talking about water, water conservation and essentially cost mitigation around water. Um, we've got teams in our assurance and insights um, department who, you know, as a matter of course, will be validating your data and then spotting um, you know, where we can kind of avoid costs for you. And then we've got our um, engineers and our solutions and sustainability department um, who can further kind of drill down and, and work out kind of on the on the non-commodity stuff, on the standing charges um, stuff on your bill, um, how we can kind of help kind of mitigate those costs on your bill. And then also kind of talk about things like water leakage and trade effluent charges avoidance and, and things like that. So we really are only scratching the surface. Best thing to do first of all, of call is, is speak to your account manager. So, Stu, really interesting conversation. How do you think the start of your new broadcasting career has gone? <laughs> good question. I'm not sure about that, but hopefully we've provided a good understanding of the problems that are in this market and critically the potential solutions and how we would approach it for our clients. To those listening, this is hopefully the start of a conversation between us. We can really help you get to grip with the water cost line, both in terms of the pound notes, but also the consumption. Yeah, good point. I don't think I'll be giving up my day job anytime soon. Look, I guess it doesn't matter what we think. We've, we've just one voice. We want to hear from, from you, the customer. We really do invite your questions and feedback. Please do speak to your account manager. They are, they are fully appraised our new water service. But alternatively, you can email us at podcast at anenco.com 
and we really do look forward to hearing from you. Stuart, good to speak to you as always. Thanks, Sam. You too. And to all you listening, thanks for joining us. We look forward to speaking to you again soon.